the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hour number two of Bruce Hooley Show. Glad to be with you. We'll start by going into the not-so-way-back machine, but back a bit to last Wednesday night. Donald Trump on CNN, a town hall. Uh, Because Donald Trump is running for president again, and because CNN's ratings are in the dumper, uh, they are two people who can fix a problem that each other has. CNN can, of of course, expose Trump to an entirely different audience. And Trump will help CNN's ratings. And he did. He did an hour town hall. Well, it wasn't really a town hall. Town halls are where you have a moderator and you have a candidate and the audience gets to ask questions. Uh, What we saw from New Hampshire was Caitlin Collins try to badger Trump for a solid hour. Her not lay a glove on Trump because Trump is a master at debating, and he is a master at insulting people. And he had a very friendly audience. Uh, The mistake that CNN made was not controlling who sat in the audience. When Trump came out and got a standing ovation, I knew it was going to be a long night for Caitlin Collins and a long night for CNN. And here is what I find... And found at the time, so completely disingenuous and duplicitous about this, okay? CNN's ratings have been in the dumper since Trump left the White House because he's a great allure for ratings, right? He makes people watch. I'm not sure he'll make people watch to that degree anymore because, you know, like any act, a certain shtick has a shelf life. And while his shelf life is still... In existence, it's not as robust as it used to be. I mean, if you've seen Donald Trump say to Hillary Clinton, if I was in charge, you'd be in jail, then you've seen Donald Trump say to Caitlin Collins, oh, you're a nasty person. You're a nasty, nasty person. It's the same insult, right? And the first time you heard it, you were like, wow, I've never heard anybody say that. Say anything like that before to somebody standing right next to me on a stage. Now that you've heard it, eh, Still still kind of funny, mildly entertaining, a little off-putting perhaps, <laughs> but it's not as much wow factor as it initially had. So Trump goes 70 minutes on CNN, who's clearly prostrating itself, giving its airtime to Donald Trump to get a boost in the ratings, and they got it. They got 3.1 million viewers, which is like five times what they would normally get. At that hour of the night. But then listen to the instant attack of conscience that CNN had when Jake Tapper took the baton from Caitlin Collins to host the, what, nine-member roundtable to discuss what Donald Trump just said. 
Oh, from Washington, and it was an interesting night. Uh, Mr. Trump's first lie was told just seconds into the night with his false familiar claim that the 2020 election was, quote, a rigged election. And the falsehoods kept coming fast and furious about the January 6th insurrection, about the threat to Vice President Pence, about Pence's ability to overturn the election, about COVID, about the economy, and more. He called a black law enforcement officer a thug. He said people here in Washington, D.C., at Chinatown don't speak English. He attacked Caitlin as a nasty woman because she was trying to get him to answer a question. Perhaps most chillingly, the day after a nine-person jury of his peers in New York found him liable for sexual battery and defamation and ordered him to pay writer E. Jean Carroll $5 million, he made fun of her account of her sexual assault. And- okay, that's enough, Jake Tapper. Now, I guess you could say that that's not a lie, what Jake Tapper just said. But is it true if everything he says is said only of Trump and never of Biden? His first lie happened seconds in. Well, okay, I don't know if it's a lie to say that the election was rigged. It depends on how you define rigged, and I define rigged as funny business with allowing ballots in Pennsylvania to be counted after the law in Pennsylvania says they can be counted. I count rigged as funny business and shutting down vote totals in Georgia. And then, oh, by the way, they start up again when all the Republican counters go home. Like, does rigged mean like foot on the scale, no way we're going to let Trump win? Or does rigged mean $400 million from Mark Zuckerberg and strange occurrences that have never been explained and weren't allowed to be asked because you on CNN and every other network except Fox were saying as soon as Joe Biden was declared the winner that it was the most secure election in history, a calculation you could not possibly have known or plausibly made when you made it. The falsehoods kept coming fast and furious. You mean like the border is secure? Like wages are going up? Like costs are going down, like the president has lowered gas prices, like the president has not stopped domestic oil drilling. Yeah, the false heads keep coming fast and furious, Jake, no matter who's in the Oval Office. The falsehoods keep coming. And you know why the falsehoods keep coming, Jake? Because when you allow one party to get away with repeated blatant falsehoods, the falsehoods are going to keep coming, and you're going to entice people on both sides of the political aisle, to tell lies because they figure, well, the other side's lying and getting away with it. Why should I not be allowed to lie? So if you want to insist on the truth being told, then hold both parties accountable for telling the truth. You'd be surprised how quickly Corinne Jean-Pierre would stop lying from the podium at the White House if when she lied from the podium in the White House, one of your reporters stood up and joined with Who's that guy? Simon Atiba, the one she'll never call on, and Peter Ducey or Jackie Heinrich or whoever else in the room is of a mindset to call you on your lies. You'd be surprised if CNN would join in that. Instead of cheerleading those lies, instead of ignoring those lies. It's not necessarily racist to say that a cop who is black who shot a protester is a thug if, in fact, he displayed thuggish behavior in shooting a protester. 
So that's my first thought, is that CNN wants to get on its knees and give Donald Trump an hour on its air and then spend the next hour telling us all how awful it was that they gave Donald Trump an hour in a shameless attempt to gain ratings. But it shouldn't surprise me because CNN clearly does not at all understand not just its role as a purported cable news network, which would mean you would present both sides of an issue. But one of the prerequisites of being a major media empire that traffics in political news would be to have a cursory understanding of how the political system in the United States of America was designed to work. You should have a pretty clear understanding of some of the basics. Like, we have three separate but co-equal branches of government. That would be a good thing to know if you're ABC, CBS, NBC, CNN, MSNBC, Fox, Newsmax, any network. You should have a pretty good idea. Wow, we're covering politics. How does this whole thing work? Oh, one of the ways it works is we have three separate but co-equal branches of government. I think most networks get that. The story I'm holding in my hand tells me CNN doesn't have a clue about that. Because here's the headline. How Congress lost control of the Supreme Court and helped create the shadow docket. I about fell out of my chair when I read this. I'm used to CNN being partisan. I'm used to CNN being detached from reality. I'm used to CNN being hopelessly, shamelessly disconnected from what our country was designed to be. But I didn't think CNN would be stupid enough to write a headline how Congress lost control of the Supreme Court. Because I assumed, even though my opinion of CNN turns out could get lower than it already was, that nobody at CNN in their news operation would be dumb enough, blind enough, stupid enough to let a headline get out into the ether that said how Congress lost control of the Supreme Court. Hold up, somebody should have said. Congress isn't supposed to control the Supreme Court, nor is the Supreme Court supposed to control Congress, nor is Congress supposed to control the executive branch, nor is Congress... Separate but co-equal. Separate but co-equal, okay? Legislative, executive, judicial. Separate but co-equal. You cannot bill yourself as the most trusted name in news. If you do not understand that it is not Congress's job, nor should it be its mission, to attempt to control the Supreme Court. Checks and balances, my friend. Checks and balances. What is difficult about this? Maybe because we've gotten away from civics education in our country? Maybe because we deem it okay to suspend how we operate things? We hear all the time that uh, we on the conservative side of the aisle are threats to democracy. Uh, But it is interesting. Democracy is the system that we have in place. We are a constitutional republic. And within that constitutional republic where we have elected representatives to represent us and abide by a constitution, 
We do take votes, and most often those votes are majority-determining votes. Now, in Ohio, uh, the General Assembly approved late last week an August special ballot initiative to raise to 60% the threshold needed to amend the Ohio Constitution. Uh, Democrats reacted uh, as uh, maturely as you would expect them to react in such a situation. Here's a flavor of that. Yeah, I know it's a big bunch of nonsense, shouting idiots led by Allison Russo, head of the Democratic Council. Now, they are uh, saying that this is unfair, that we would institute a 60% threshold to amend the Ohio Constitution, and make no mistake, this is an attempt by Republican legislators in the state of Ohio to raise the bar and make it harder to add the right to an abortion to the Ohio Constitution. And probably the right to legalize marijuana to the Ohio Constitution. I'm not in favor of abortion. I'm not in favor of legalizing marijuana. So I applaud the Republicans doing this. It is one of those instances where if you have political power and you don't use it, you're an idiot. I know that there are those who think that this will later be used against Republicans, and I don't dispute that it could happen. In terms of Democrats saying, well, there's a right to health care in the state of Ohio, so if you want to ban transgender surgeries, then you got to get 60% against it. That may happen, I don't know. But I will say that, as I've said before, a kid who decides to undergo a transgender surgery or take puberty blockers, while that kid has been horribly parented, and while that kid has been uh, lured into a social contagion, at least that kid is alive. The same is not true of a child who is aborted. So the Democrats in the state of Ohio are saying that this is a threat to democracy. Democracy, democracy, democracy. Because one person, one vote. One person, one vote. That's their thing. They keep prattling on about one person, one vote, one person, one vote. Uh, Gary Click, Republican representative, does what all eloquent, smart conservatives do. He takes the Democratic mantra and turns it around and uses it as a sledgehammer against the left. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Uh, I appreciate the opportunity to speak in favor of SJR2, and I thank you for bringing this to the floor. And I've listened today as my Democratic friends and colleagues have spoken very eloquently about one person and one vote, about democracy, and about allowing all voices to be heard. And I will say that I concur. And I remind you that this body does not have the ability in ourselves to raise the bar in order to protect the Constitution. That's why it's going on a referendum where we want the people of Ohio to speak. And it is the people of Ohio that will decide if we raise the bar to 60% to protect our Constitution. And I think it would be completely undemocratic to deny them the voice on whether or not to protect their constitution. It it would be denying the democratic voices of the people of Ohio that my colleagues seem to respect so highly, but yet seem to be so afraid of. Why are we afraid of letting the people of Ohio decide if we should protect the constitution of the state of Ohio? I am not afraid of the people. I trust the 
people of Ohio to make the right choice to protect the Constitution, and therefore I say we should give one vote to every person in the state of Ohio, one person, one vote in order to protect the Constitution, and I recommend the passage of SJR 2. Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Now, it did pass, and there's already been a lawsuit filed (laughs) to stop it from appearing on the ballot. And there are those who say, well, why do you hold a special election? It's going to cost millions of dollars. You voted last year to outlaw special elections, except in special cases. Uh, Why don't we just put the 60% thing on the ballot in November? Because that's what the Democrats want, because they also want on the ballot in November abortion. They want to sneak in the abortion thing before there's a chance that the standard could be raised to 60% to amend the Constitution. Now, let me just say, I don't think this means that the 60% thing is guaranteed to win because depending on when this election is in August, if it's after kids who are on a semester system are back in college, you know the left is going to get those kids out to the polls, those students out to the polls to vote against raising the threshold to 60% because that would then make it easier down the road to get abortion added as a constitutional amendment in the state of Ohio. So I would hope Frank LaRose will get this on the ballot in early August before the kids are back at school. And I would hope, too, that churches and conservative organizations get the vote out on this issue. If we can't win this, then, well, prepare to just be overrun by the cultural tidal wave. Because we're going to get legalized marijuana, we're going to get legalized abortion, we're going to get legalized transgender surgeries, we're going to get everything immoral, unethical, unhealthy, eventually we'll get passed. I just will. I just will. But I have a question. If Democrats really believed in democracy, if Democrats really believed in the rule of law, why is it always Democrats who want to suspend that when they don't get their way? Why is it? Zach Klein, city law director, Columbus, law director, city of Cleveland. If the heartbeat bill ever comes out of that stupid injunction from the common pleas judge in Cincinnati, why is it that Zach Klein can say openly that he will not prosecute people who violate the law on the heartbeat bill? Why is it that AOC says, oh, Mifepristone has been uh, temporarily ruled by injunction illegal? I think the Biden administration should just ignore that. Why is it that Joe Biden says, oh, I know that a rent moratorium is unconstitutional. I know the student loan student loan forgiveness is unconstitutional. We'll do it anyway. We're going to do it anyway. We'll make the court stop us. All the people, and in Kansas, by the way, the state of Kansas just passed a ban on transgender surgery. In Kansas City, the city council is trying to pass a resolution saying that the city of Kansas City will ignore Kansas law. It's always the Democrats who don't want to abide by the law. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost 
and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.